Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. Episode 216 of the Aggressive Progressive Podcast. Let's get back to work. Let's start the show. We are now the defenders of the stronghold of democracy and of equal opportunity. You and I as citizens have the obligation to shape the debates of our time, not only with the votes we cast, but with the voices we lift. The people are looking for honest answers, not easy answers. The very word secrecy is repugnant. Clear leadership. And we are as a people. Not false claims and evasiveness and politics as usual. Opposed to secret society. But ours was a nation of the votes, Not the bullet. And a secret procedure. As a people, we cannot afford to let any group of citizens or any individual citizens live or labor under conditions which are injurious to the commonwealth. Black, white, Latino, Asian, Native American, young, old, gay, straight, men, women, folks with disabilities, all pledging allegiance under the same proud flag to this big, bold country that we love. That's what I see. That's the America I know. Not because they are easy, but because they are hard. There is nothing wrong with America that cannot be cured by what is right with America. Welcome to the Aggressive Progressive Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Hahn. Thank you for liking, rating, reviewing, subscribing, telling your friends about this podcast. Truly, truly appreciate it. Back to work. This is uh, how many of us are feeling today as you're listening. I always get the same feeling at the end of summer. I'm both upset that, you know, obviously my daughters are going back to school and we're not going to spend as much time together and the weekends tend to be a little bit more packed in the fall with sports and other things that we're doing. Now and on top of that, college tours as I'm beginning the college search for my daughter. But then I realized that uh, I'm an adult and I put on a suit most days. I have to go places and I kind of like it when it's not a 90 degree day. When that happens. Now, again, we're going to start seeing shorter days. And you know, before you know it, it'll be 4.30 and it'll be getting dark here in New York. And I think that's ridiculous. I think we should have daylight savings time year round. And I'm sure I'll have that conversation when we turn the clocks back <laughs> in a couple of weeks. But it's funny. I was walking on the beach on Friday with my dog. And I had that melancholy, you know, end of summer feeling. I had that song, Boys of Summer, playing in my in my head. Remember that song from the 80s? Um, 
and I'm walking down the beach with my dog, a beach that I walk on all year round, by the way. The beach will be there next week. The beach will be there when I come back. But I just had this melancholy, drab feeling <laughs> that it's the end of summer. And I guess, I don't know, I guess that's ingrained from childhood, but I, I'm sure for most of us it makes no difference, right? I mean, you, you know, you get vacation at your job two, three, four weeks, five weeks if you're lucky. Um, and you take it whenever you want. Uh, you could have summer in January. You hop on a plane and, you know, go to Cabo or something. If that's what you want, if that's your thing. You could have winter in August. <laughs> you know, hop on a plane, go to South America, go to Chile. But we all have that kind of feeling. Like, it's back to the grind, right? Here it is. It's after Labor Day. And it's back to the grind. By the way, a grind that is much more livable, if you will, thanks to the labor movement, thanks to unions. I know a lot of people like to say labor. Oh, we support labor. They don't ever want to say they support unions. I I support unions. I support labor. Unions, right? I support labor. I support everybody who works. And I think that everybody who works, particularly with their physical labor should be in a union. And I think that, um, you know, a lot of people who don't work with their physical labor should be in unions. I, I, you know, look, I'm in a union. I'm in uh, SAG-AFTRA and we're on strike. Not my division. Fortunately, uh, TV news is not on strike. I, I don't make movies or anything like that. So I'm not on strike, but you know, Monday was Labor Day, a day that we celebrate the advancements of labor, and I think the people forget. But for labor, the 40-hour work week would not be a thing. Minimum wage would not be a thing. Living wage, which we're talking about now, would surely not be a thing. The five-day work week, two days of rest, would not be a thing. These are all things that came about because somebody decided to collectively bargain. And even people who are not in unions benefit from the suffering and sacrifice and fight that unions provided America. So as we head back to our jobs, as we head back to the world of labor after Labor Day, I think it's not just a day that we reflect on how great our summer was. And I had a great summer, man. I really did. Um, I think we have to reflect on the people who gave us the opportunity to have a normal life, to create the middle class in America. And who did that for us? It was the labor movement that did that for us. And we should never lose sight on that. We should always remember it. That's why like, I, I get this, this feeling that, you know, like when baseball is on strike, now it's sag after it's on strike. Everybody seems to be like, oh, why don't they just go back to work? Why don't they just go back to work? They make so much. And, and you know, look, I, there are millionaires and actors and, uh, you know, actresses who are making millions of dollars of film. But the background worker probably makes $25,000 a year, right? And, and I think that the uh, SAG people are messing this up when they do the messaging on it. I, I think that you need to talk about what these people make a year, not what they make an hour, because they don't work 40 hours a week. Yeah, you're working 40 hours a week. You're making $25 an hour. That's a living wage. I think that's fine. You're not working 40 hours a week. And you also have to put it in perspective of what the film is making. 
how much money is the film bringing in and who should get the lion's share of that. Yeah, obviously there should be some reward for putting the money up and risking it. But it is a project and it is a partnership between labor and management. Something that shouldn't go unnoticed. It's like when baseball goes on strike and people just get mad at the players. Why? We're not coming there to see the owners of the league. We're going there to see the baseball players play. That's why Major League Baseball exists. That's why the NFL exists. Listen to this. I'll be right back. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen posed that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. I am Chris Hahn, at Christopher Hahn on Twitter, Christopher Hahn and Instagram, and ChristopherHahn.com. Uh, check me out on News Nation most nights, most days, most mornings, a lot of mornings. Uh, check me out there if you uh, are interested in what I'm doing on television. I know I have a face for radio, but I also do a lot of television. So we're going to get back to work. Congress is going to get back to work this week. Uh, maybe Tommy Tuberville will uh, allow our military to be properly staffed. You, you know, remember when Republicans were the party of military? party of the military, the party that believed in a strong defense. Now they got this guy, Tuberville, and you're like, oh, Chris, his name is Tuberville. No, I'm going to call him Tuberville because he's a freaking potato. He's a potato head. He's a potato head who thinks that, you know, he should be able to stop the military because of his radical anti-choice agenda. And let's be clear, it is a radical anti-choice agenda, which is out of step with the mainstream of America, and he is holding up the staffing of our top-tier generals in the United States Armed Forces over his radical right-wing agenda. Only somebody with a potato head brain like Tommy Tuberville would do. Oh, but that's an ad hominem attack. Yeah, it's an ad hominem attack. I know. I got it. It's not right. If I was on TV, somebody would yell at me for it. I'm not on TV. I'm doing my own thing here right now. So I'm allowed to do what I want. And I'm going to call him Tuberville. And I might call him Tuberville on TV and somebody will try to request, re- correct, correct me. And I'll say, you say potato, potato I say patata. <laughs> right? <laughs> Whatever. It is, it, is, it is what it is. I say potato, you say patata. No, Tuberville, potato man. And I think until he allows the generals to be put in place to lead our military, uh, I think we should call him Tuberville. And it's how it's spelled anyway. You know how like Republicans like to call us the Democrat Party, even though we're the Democratic Party? You know how that goes? 
that's their thing. Well, okay, well, I'll do it too. I know it's stupid. It's childish. I shouldn't be doing it, but it's fun and I'm going to keep doing it because he's blocking our military readiness. Oh, don't tell me you don't think this threatens military readiness because if you do, um, you uh, probably are a potato head as well, okay? When you have a a leader that can only make recommendations and not issue commands, we got a real problem in our military. People don't have to abide by recommendations, advisory opinions. No, they have to abide by commands. They have to abide by commands. And by Tommy Tuberville blocking, I believe it's over 100 now, appointments to our military because the United States has a a policy, which, by the way, was put in place because recruitment was going down among women, a policy that if you are in need of reproductive health care and it is not provided in the state where you are based or stationed, the military will fly you to a base where it can be provided legally. Okay, so what? choice. Remember how Republicans didn't want national bans? They wanted states' rights. They didn't want any of this nonsense. Now you've got attorneys general around the country who are prosecuting women and others for leaving their states to get reproductive health care, to exercise their right to choose in other states. Right, Your state might not have it because it's weird. Uh, but they can go to other places. I, I don't understand. Oh, I, look, I do understand. I understand hypocrisy. I understand. No, 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 no. We want to leave it up to states. We don't want to ban anything. Oh, no, no. Now we want to ban things. I get how that works politically. Because if you would have said what you really were, you wouldn't have elected anyone. And even though I know that there are polls out there right now that say that Donald Trump will beat Joe Biden. I don't believe it because I just think that the choice issue is more important than any other issue in this election. Still, I, I, you know, people could talk about, oh, uh, Trump threatens democracy or you vote for Trump. We might not have a a republic anymore. I, I I get it. I believe that. I I think it's a hard sell to most Americans. But if you vote for Trump, he's going to put radical justices on the Supreme Court that will make it even harder for a woman to exercise their right to choose, that will make it impossible to exercise marriage equality in America, that will bring all these right-wing extremist views into the laws of the United States of America. That is an argument that is a winner in my book because it is true. There is precedent for it. Yeah, I get it. There's precedent for him trying to overturn uh, the election in 2020, but he failed. But he succeeded in overturning Roe v. Wade. And one of the judges, Justices Clarence Thomas, the unethical, you know, long-term serving Supreme Court Justice, by the way, he's still only 75 years old, which is crazy to me, or 76, something like that. Um, He said, bring me these other things. Bring me marriage equality. Bring me birth control. Like, why should there be a right for people to have birth control in America? No, we don't, we don't want choice. We don't want abortion access in America. We also don't want people to have access to birth control because, you know, we believe people just shouldn't be having sex. Wasn't that like Kellogg's thing? The um, cereal guy? He didn't want people to have sex. That's why he invented cornflakes. Something like that. That's, that's you know, I, I, that's, that's Thomas's, Justice Thomas's view of the world. People shouldn't be having sex. 
or, or, or they should only be having sex to procreate, which makes me wonder, did he ever have sex? Cause he's never procreated. Just saying, I, I don't, I don't know. Uh, I'm not, I'm, I'm not an aficionado on his sex life, nor do I ever want to be. So anyway, welcome back to reality, to work. Now the sprint to Christmas. Listen to this. I'll be right back. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so I don't want to get into that, uh, you know, I know that that first couple of seconds might have been like, oh, depressed, summer's over. I'm really excited about the fall, Um, excited that maybe some of our politics will start to sharpen into focus a little bit. I, you know, look, I mean, everybody's looking at these trials and uh, upcoming debates on the GOP side, which I think are irrelevant, right? If Trump's not in the debate, it's irrelevant, and if the people in the debate are you know, refusing to take on Trump, it's irrelevant, right? You have to go through the guy who's got the 55%, you know, number if you're going to win. You can't win the primary from uh, 15% in the polls, right? You know, all this talk about Vivek Ramaswamy the last couple of weeks. I mean, I even now know how to say his name. It's Vivek, actually. Vivek Ramaswamy, uh, you know, all summer, He's at 8% in the real clear politics average as I look at this now. 8% in the GOP primary. 8%. What does that get you in the national election? 4%? 3%? Uh, so, you know, let's let's be real here. Uh, the press was looking for a story. The press was looking for somebody who was entertaining, and he surely is entertaining, right? The guy is uh, very charismatic, camera ready wherever he goes, and uh, loves to put on a show. So, you know, he's putting on a show. As, as I said on television a couple of weeks ago, I'm sure that sometime in the near future, I'll be debating Vivek Ramaswamy on like the Chris Cuomo show uh, on, on News Nation or on uh, Leland's show or on the morning show or whatever. I, the guy is going to be a contributor somewhere. Uh, and I'm sure at some point in my career, I'll cross paths with him. He's a, a fine debater, I'm sure. And uh, especially, you know, it's very easy to be a good debater when... Uh, Facts don't really matter to you, which seems to be where that guy is, right? Facts, truth, they're all subjective in his mind, which is, you know, it's not how, it's not how it works. Excuse me, objective, right? Objective, subject, whatever. I'm, I'm confusing it. They're all uh, optional, right? Their meanings can be interpreted. In fact, he subscribes to the alternate facts theory of political debate, right? You have facts, he has alternate facts. They're not real facts. They're just alternate facts, 
So I, I am sure that his star will fade. In fact, you know, the, the number I look at from that first debate, and he did get a small bump, right? I mean, the guy was on TV, you know, he's dominated the debate. He was either talking or people were talking about him almost the entire debate. But his uh, unlikability number went up because he was just too much. Remember who votes in the GOP primary and how old they are, right? Remember, most voters tend to skew older, but in the GOP, they really skew older. Who do you think was watching that debate? It, it wasn't like millennials looking for a millennial leader. It wasn't Gen Zers checking out who's the cool new face of the GOP. No, 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 that doesn't happen. It was, uh, you know, people who are in their 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s who may be a little anti-Trump curious, right? Curious. I wouldn't say they're full-on anti-Trump, but they're anti-Trump curious. So they're, you know, they're out there watching this debate, and they see this guy being rude to former UN ambassadors and governors and vice presidents and just being a complete jerk to everybody on the stage, Um, you know. I just don't think that that worked in there. Just think of your grandma. You know, think about your racist uncle. I mean, you know, he's your racist uncle, but, he, you know, he's not rude um, to you anyway. Um, it's just the way it is. It's just what's going on. So, uh, yeah, we'll see what the fall brings. We'll see if anybody can pop out of this hole. I don't think it's Ron DeSantis. You know, Ron DeSantis puts politics above everything else, and you would think that would make him better at politics, it, it has not made him better at politics. He still messes up even, you know, the little things in these campaigns. It's just, it just, it, it's foolish. Uh, you know, last week there was a major hurricane in, in Florida. Uh, president Biden went down there. You know, any other person running for president or anything would, would put politics aside and show up to meet the president because the president brings with him millions of dollars of FEMA grants and funding and resources that the state needs and the people of his communities need. But no, not Ron DeSantis. He had a scheduling problem. He couldn't make it. <laughs> he couldn't make it to the president. If I was Joe Biden, I would have stayed down there for a week and made him stay away from it and see what happened. But, you know, a president's got things to do all over the country. You can't just focus on one very small, uh, very rural part of Florida that probably went 80-20 for Trump. Uh, but he went because Joe Biden believes he's president to all Americans. He's not just president to blue state and blue city Americans. He's president to all Americans. So I, you know, that's one of the things I love about Joe Biden. Which is why I don't, I don't understand these polling numbers I've seen, you know, that just, I mean, people are so focused on his age. So focused on like the little gaffes that get blown out of proportion by the media. You know, Trump is three years younger than him and he is severely overweight, severely overweight. Joe Biden at least is fit, right? He's thin. He 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 looks like he can move around. I I you know, I I don't get it. I don't get the fact that people think that that Trump is is better fit for president. He's not. And we're gonna find that out more and more over the next couple of weeks. All right, I want to remind you now, as I always do, to seek the truth. Question everyone and everything, even me. Seek the truth. I know it's out there, and I know you'll find it if you look for it. And I'll be back here again next week to tell you the truth as I see it. I'm Chris Hahn. Thanks for listening to the Aggressive Progressive Podcast.
Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts.